0: It's another episode of the follow-up on what do I do now um this is gonna be featuring Shaheed dent it's gonna be really dope I promise so we're gonna do it just like that what's, that? what's up bro nine months nine months what's going on not too much man appreciate you joining me and if you haven't checked out my podcast featuring this gentleman right here you're absolutely missing a treat Shaheed dent actually if you haven't seen the video he stopped a confrontation from happening on um, top of the year and it's something that really resonated with me resonated with a lot of people um, went viral and we talked about it in full detail on the episode entitled "Heroes." so definitely check that out if you haven't um but right now we're just going to uh, chop it up and kind of see where things have gone since then and you know where you're at with things so first things first how you doing this sunday man Dude, I'm blessed and highly
1: favored. You know, whenever God gives us the chance and the opportunity to breathe, it's always a blessing. So, I definitely.
0: I feel that. All right, so, circling back to the initial situation that I guess is going on three Sundays ago now, what is something that still sticks out to you? Is there something that just keeps popping up for you when you think about it, or is it just like, you know, from that situation I've grown into to a new purpose that you didn't have before?
1: Well, honestly, um from that situation i just look at you know how i wanted it to affect people I, I looked at you know i looked at what happened three days later you feel me like on the sixth it was folks who stormed the capital you know and i feel like what happened three days prior when i did what i did was kind of like overlooked yeah that was like a little small bit of positivity but it was a lot of negativity that just swept out and hit the country, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm only one person. I, I can speak for, you know, what I stand for and what I believe, but I mean, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it was quite enough, you know, but that's just me reflecting back on everything. I, you know, I would have did everything the same, even if it was, uh, a black guy with a gun and a white dude squad, you know, it just so happened that it was a white guy with a gun. You feel me? I I ain't look at this side or that side. I just, you know, I I did what I felt was right. And, you know, my decisions, they're they're not influenced by, you know, what anybody else feel or what anybody else think. I just do what I feel is correct or right. You feel me? So, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's going on three weeks, right? Almost a month. So, right. shoot, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like if it would have went left, then, of course, it would have been more negativity out there. I'm thankful and I think the most high that everything had a positive outcome. Um, I don't want a whole bunch of people going out there hopping in front of guns. That's not what I want. Um, I do want for the youngins and for, you know, majority of heads out there to, you know, put the guns down. I want them to you know think before they act because in a split decision a split decision or a split second decision can alter the course of lives of many you know so you know i i you know what i want to do is be an advocate for pro-life and be an advocate for positivity you feel me that's that's all i really you know i'm as far as like where i'm going in the future along with you know what happened I'm doing as many radio talks as I can. I'm doing as many podcasts as I can. I'm, I'm going live with certain individuals. You know, I, I still do have my regular life on the side and this and that. But you know, I understand that you know this is an ongoing fight. It's probably an uphill battle. And majority of people who the reason my video went viral and all that, I feel like majority of the people they clicked on it because they seen the gun. They clicked on it because of the the drama the adrenaline rush you know and so what saddens me is the actual meaning behind my actions i I feel like it it was seen it was heard but it didn't
0: resonate it didn't mm, i don't know i don't know how to explain it for real i mean but that's i mean what you've given thus far is absolutely true because shortly thereafter you know we did have that insurrection that happened in dc that Spark nationwide concerns like even we got um, locked down here in downtown because we're just close to the capital so you know those vibrations of negative energy unfortunately did you know change things but at the same time i don't want you to feel as if what your purpose is and newfound focus has been diluted because of that because I, I still believe there's people that are checking in right now there's people that are hear this and it's like, all right, you know, it's, there's still people that still want something good out of the world instead of just waiting for something bad to happen. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always
1: going to be good people in the world, but I mean, if you really pay attention to what's going on in the world right now, uh, to, it's, it's a lot of people that's, that's good people that's being influenced by, uh, you know, what the normalities is, or the way of thinking is. Okay. So, man, I, I just really don't know. I don't know. I um, all I can do is be optimistic. You feel me? I can be optimistic, but that doesn't deter my my vision of, you know, reality of uh, what's really going on. Uh, main things is I feel as though, you know, we have to, as a collective, as a unit, really. Mm-hmm observe what's going on and what's taking place, really be active more so than, you know, just looking at it and thinking to yourself, oh, that's messed up, you know what I mean? No matter what it is, whether it's racial injustice, whether it's uh, political standings, or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, even about sports or whatever, I don't know, like uh, certain certain things need to be stood up for and addressed. That way it could be a, a better and a better more safer world, you know, for the, for all people, you know what I'm saying? For the next generation, but from all different walks of life, I wanted to be a safer world for, you know, the next generation, you know, Martin Luther King days is passed, and you know, I, I look up to Martin Luther King. I admire him. I admire uh, Malcolm X to the fullest. And I feel like if there was more of those type people around, then, you seen how two people could impact the world. Now, I'm not saying, like, they accomplished everything or this and that, but we right. definitely jumped to a whole different level. Like, if you look at America from 1776 to current day, mm-hmm. you know, we've came a very long way. Now, I, I'm not blind to the fact that we have digressed uh, somewhat in the past couple of decades, you know, uh, we was, you know, going up, but somehow we start a plateauing. Right. You know, I, I feel like we definitely need some more Martin Luther Kings and Malcolm X's to, you know, activate that that want to get out there and do, you know, in their hearts. You feel me? So
0: I agree. And I think what sets it apart from a standpoint of where we have come from and you know, from the civil rights era, from a time frame of Martin Luther King Jr., from a time frame of Malcolm X, like we were really as a collective in communities, we work together. And now I think more prevalent in our current generation is I got to worry about mine. So if you get yours, that's cool, but I got to take care of mine. And I think that's really where we can kind of bridge the gap. So if we can really start taking care of our communities. And essentially do what you did, just maybe you don't got to jump in front of a gun. Maybe it's like you see something wrong, something that's just completely out of left field that isn't something you align with or believe to be right and you stand up for instead of just like letting it happen and be like i wish someone would say something like actually having the courage to stand up for what you believe in correct definitely all right so so one thing i definitely want to circle back to is in the podcast you had mentioned like after the fact there were some people that had came out and saying oh it didn't happen that way and things of that nature and you, like that's one of the first things you were saying. Like I wanna get my story out because this is what actually happened. I gained nothing by trying to, to lie on anything. So what is something that has since transpired since then? Like has has that continued? Has it kind of died down? Is there still um anyone out there trying to flip the narrative on what, what actually happened?
1: Um, see, that's the thing. Like when I was worried about people trying to flip the narrative, I I didn't sleep with you feel know I me, mean? so I'm I'm not even worried about what other people think at this point. But um I haven't received any more messages from, you know, that that side or that party. But I believe they possibly may have heard me speak my full intentions and my full mind and something changed in their head or in their heart and you know, but as far as the legal situations go, um I don't think they are gonna try and sue or I don't even think they had good standing for uh, you know, to, to actually sue me. You feel me? So
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um and and the guy did get his story out. He went live with some judo guy, I guess, and mm-hmm. I watched the whole the whole story he told. It was pretty much accurate except for when it came to my part, which I understand because, you know, in my video it has his face. It has his license tag. It has the neighborhood he's in. And when you got people who try and take the story and flip it, or use it to try and you know get a bigger following or more likes and this and that, they might leave out certain parts of the story just to make a bigger, a bigger headline. You feel me? So yeah. I, his his point of being upset, I can even understand where where his neighbors was coming from because they're his neighbors. You feel me? They they've been knew this man for years. I, You know i just didn't want to see him make a you know a poor choice but uh you know they was riding for him and you know they did what you know it was probably only like that five or seven people you feel me that was coming at me like that wasn't too many and of course there's like the negative people from the outskirts who is making making it like a a white guy gonna kill the black dude thing or make it uh, Oh, of course, it's the white guy's fault. Of, you know what I'm saying? So when when you get that, I, I'm I'm thankful for the white people who actually did you know follow me and thank me. I'm thankful for all of the messages I got. I I got so many messages. You feel me? From all different walks of life, all different colors, and I I addressed them uh you know accordingly. I addressed all of them. You feel me? I ain't just you know talk to the black folks. Uh no. You feel me? I addressed, you know, the white folks. It was uh, Asian. It was uh, Latina folk, you know what I'm saying? uh, European. It was different. It was people from all over. I mean, literally folks from Sicily and Italy and all types of crazy stuff. And um, it was even this this Jew lady who has, I want to say she got close to a million
0: followers.
1: Mm -hmm. And she has a show on Netflix called Surviving death, or life after death, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she personally spoke to me. You know what I mean? She, she's Jewish, so I, I definitely I, I feel like it don't matter who had the gun, I would have did the same thing. And right. I just, want my people, to understand that, um you know, whenever you see two people, uh, you know, probably about to make a bad choice or go down the wrong path or whatever, do what you can. In order to, for the sake of their family, you know I me? Mean? like, mm-hmm. could just sit back and not do nothing. You could just laugh at the
0: situation, but what type of human being would you be? And that-, that that alone, like, for it to, you know, resonate, especially here in, in the locals, like, we're both in Atlanta and whatnot, and especially you being um, a South Atlanta native. It, it, it didn't just end at Georgia. It didn't just end, you know, in the South. It, like, it touched people all over the world, and what you're doing is needed. What you're doing is essential, and how you're wanting to give back, and I actually followed your uh, Instagram story the other week, and I want to say you were near the South Side. I don't, think, I don't know if it's Cleveland Ave, but it was, like, off an exit, and you just seen all the trash, there, and it's like, this is why they gentrify, and this is, like, because we don't have value in it. So I just personally want to thank you for it, just, like, I didn't know who you were before this. And it's, you know, when you when you meet people and gravitate towards good energy and you see them giving good, and especially when you think about Atlanta and certain parts and how it is being gentrified and how things are going out, like the prices for everything is going up, but we have our own and we're not taking care of it. So we definitely need to, you know, continue to give back and do more in our own before someone else sees the value. You're absolutely
1: correct because you got generations of people who actually lived within the inner cities, right? You you understand that the suburbs was predominantly around the outskirts of the city. You feel me? They they compressed a certain group of or a certain class of people within the inner city, the historical park. And uh, you know, now the city is lucrative. You feel me? It's it's the age of you know, media, social media, and technology. So um, right now, the more lucrative land would be in the city. So, you know, you got generations, like your grandma might have a house, you know, somewhere, you know, within the inner city. But here you go, you got people who's offering her all types of money, you know, for that land. And, you know, she might not be willing to bite on that because that's her home. That's what she's comfortable with. However, all of these other people are selling their land around her. And uh, now, you know, they got new houses, you know, everything is updated. So therefore on the property tax, you can't afford to necessarily stay. So with that being said, you know, people get pushed out and moved out and it's it's, it's not physical. It's not a physical fight, like oh, get up off your spot. It's more so on the business side. And that's what I want people to understand, like around the world, like, or not even just in the world. Right now I wanna focus on America. If you want to fight racism or if you want to fight certain problems, you have to fight it, not violently, but you have to get smartly. You have to play chess. You have to think about 10, 20 moves ahead. And, and eventually, when they first started doing the gentrification, they knew it was going to end up like this. And it's not over with. So at the, at the end of the day, when they do finish with the gentrification, they already had the pieces in place. You feel me? They already knew. But what I'm trying to do is make make it aware on make people aware on what's going on right now currently and how to change the course of what's going to happen. You know what's what we could change from happening. You feel know I me? Mean? with all that trash and stuff just everywhere, bro. Like that's not just uh, where I was at. I was on Silver Road. Silver Road. Okay, got you. That's on Cleveland, of course, too. That's over there on Gresham. It's over there uh, on MLK. You know, it's over there South Fulton. It's over there, you know, some parts of Gwinnett. Not really like that in Gwinnett, but, you know. (laughs) But not only that, that's every city in America. Every city in America has people who don't take care of what they would call their hood. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And they willing to die for something that they don't really take pride in you feel me like and it's it's a lot of people who you know shed blood or uh, or lost loved ones on the same soil that will no longer be theirs and you know they can get upset they can drive back to where they used to be and look and see like oh they done made it nice they made it nice oh
0: yeah they did what you should have did with it you and that's the that's the major key right there to understand that what you have like we're always looking towards the next thing, and people love to look towards like, oh, I'm trying to move, you know, into the Buckhead or the Brookhaven area. But there are some nice areas in the Greenbriar area. There's great uh, in Southwestern. There's on the south side. Like it's where you make it and where you in, put your interest in. So, what you're saying is everything that people need to be known, but just haven't implemented. I'd say this like, um,
1: I have some friends that stayed in Mechanicsville, and um before and after looking at it it was like it was like a big transformation to me like even though it's a lot of the same people that's there it looks respectful you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying that's actually a place where georgia state students could actually live you feel me it's you know it's a it's a nice place you know considered uh, compared to where it was once was you know but certain parts of the pittsburgh community and you know it they're, they're building these little houses house by house you know certain people are buying up these properties and you know it's gonna be nice it's definitely gonna be nice but people need to take the initiative now before it gets too late
0: that's great and i definitely want to circle back to the um uh, the chess and the checkers comment, and it's because a conversation we had off air um where you were telling me in the podcast that you know in that incident you're like i don't need the police involved because a certain thing you didn't want any type of police trouble whatsoever and we had talked afterwards about what that was even like because at that point it was like i want you to tell the story i didn't want to interrupt but now you know with the follow-up what exactly kind of trouble didn't you want to get in or if you want to go into detail what that could have been
1: for one if police pulled up on the scene i was not going I was not going to be around. I mean, I have been like, look, I tried to help y'all. I tried to do what I could, but it's time for me to just go mind my business, go to the bar. But the reason I didn't, I went that, that whole altercation to be solved before police got there was because it would have been a bad look. It would have been a white man, a black man, and a police officer, or multiple police officers. And whatever would have happened after that, could have. I'm not saying it will, or because I can't tell the future. I can't say what would happen. But if it did go left with the police out there, white man, black man, it would have been catastrophic. It would have been catastrophic if the white dude would have shot him. Period. But, right. You know, when well, now you getting the police involved. So, you know what was next. We know Atlanta gonna set police cars on fire. You, you feel me? We know buildings gonna get blessed it up. Right. And, and that type of stuff to me is like the hatred with them in it. You can't really just, you can't just say, Oh, it's just these black people that I like the whole debate on why, you know, some people don't like black lives matter. And they want to say it's, uh, about the, the looting and the fires and all that. Like, no, you can't put that on a whole group collectively. You have to look at the people who are, um, they're ignorant to the fact of, you know, how to fight back. And you do that not through violence and not through destroying, especially destroying your own neighborhood or destroying your own people's business. You know what right. I'm saying? But, I mean, look at a little kid. You feel me? If a little kid was to get uh, some his favorite toy stuff and, you know, he looks at somebody else, play with it every day, all day, he might just throw attention to and who does that tensor tensor affect? A whole class is trying to learn. You feel me? So you know that's that's the best scenario
0: I could come up with on the spot. But you feel me? Yeah, right? I, I mean you we did we sang it for a race chart brooks City, um after the fourth of July when that little seven year old girl got hit. I mean the, the little girl that just got um killed top of the year over at uh just right in the back of her aunt's car. It's we're we're seeing it a lot differently here in atlanta and i know like there's crime everywhere but right now like the crime rate in atlanta is on a crime rate, super rate
1: equal to the crime rate and well i'm gonna say the murder rate in atlanta is equal okay to
0: and that's ridiculous it that's is ridiculous bro that's so to, di- to now dive into that where do you think the crime is really coming from and i just and this is a very objective question like because there's a gang of answers. There's a, you know, different type of people who we can blame this, that, and the other. But where do you think the crime is actually coming from?
1: It depends on which crime you're talking about. You're talking about the murders. Murders, yeah. All right. So you got different categories. Everybody know majority of murders come from relationships. It, it comes from, you know, matters of the heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, other murders may come from uh, being intoxicated or inebriated. Mm-hmm. other murder, I, I feel like it's very little uh i ain't gonna say very little but the the ones where people look at it and it's race related that has a lot to do with fear that's that's really what it has to do is i don't i don't know how to put i mean it's it's a lot of murder going on but i don't want to just say it's it's black on black you know it, it is a lot of black on black murder it is a lot of white on black murders a lot of black you know black killing white folks and whites killing white folks but majority of the murders that are solved uh has a lot to do with relationship um but i mean when you scroll down your timeline and you look Mm -hmm. and you know what you see is what you see you know that's that's that negativity that you put out there and you know I don't want. I don't want to see that type stuff. You know, I, I do want to be aware that you know this type of stuff is going on. I I appreciate that, but that's that's not really good for the spirit. It's not good for your energy. And nine times out of ten, majority of people that you meet are not going to be in a situation where they have to shoot somebody or watch somebody get shot or even be around an active. A uh, active engagement of gunfire. You know, they, it's just not gonna go down like right that. And I I don't wish that on uh, anybody, any kid, any any human to you know see death right there in front of them. But um, right. yeah, I, I say majority of the murders, you know, it has something to do with a relationship, and that's just from my standpoint. You know, um, that day January the third, if the guy would have had shot, I and mean, it, it would have been over. It wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have classified that as a race thing. You feel mm-hmm. me? I would have classified it as upset, being upset over, you know, a situation that just spiked. You feel me? It was it was a regular situation. You feel me? When somebody put their hands on you, and you know they they were getting ready to snatch you out, out the car, you you feel me? Some people wouldn't have let him survive. you feel right. if, it, if it was a black dude, I feel like. If it was a black dude who Buddy ran down on and started punching in the face and tried to snatch him up out of his car, he probably would have had some bullets in him, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that the white guy thought about, you know, I'm in Atlanta, I'm in a black city, what happens if I kill this dude, you know? But at the same time, he was upset, so you know i thank god that everything
0: happened how it did
1: you know nobody got shot everybody went home.
0: right and that's the, the blessing in it all because again like there's so many different scenarios we've seen play out that didn't end up going the right way or you know oh i didn't mean this and having to apologize over the trial and this and it wasn't supposed to end this way and right. you know we both had you know lost great friends to gun violence you just didn't want to add to that. i think that you know me and you both having a common bond and like most most of us on here we know someone that's unfortunately died at the wrong end of the gun you just don't want that to continue so what you did in that in the meantime you just said, hey we're not today and for you to be you know bold and brave enough to like hey just hey calm down let's It don't take all this i get it and you're listening to him but also you know de-escalating the situation um which is something i am going to forever commend you for and to forever be champion for because not a lot of people like you're we're in a world star generation where you just hold the phone up and just waiting for something to happen. And I'm glad that that wasn't um, your energy at that moment. I'm glad that you didn't just stick to yourself and stick to your, your own senses at that given moment. It's like, oh, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, it was in our was in our backyard. And we made sure that, or you made sure that it didn't escalate any further than what it already had.
1: I feel as though, you know, Everything that I did was me. You feel me? Like my, all right. When it's an altercation or a fist fight or something like that, mm-hmm. I'm my own business. I don't got nothing to do with me. Period. I don't, I don't care what they got going on. You feel me? I, they could be hidden right there, and then and there over there, you know. And if it, it, it depends though, like if it's a man beating a woman or something, then you know I try and stop that. If it's two men over there, listen, that I could possibly get shot. You feel me? So it, it really depends. Like if it's two kids fighting, yeah, I'll stop that. You know, but when grown men is doing what they do, you feel me? You you just probably better off minding your business because you don't know what it was or what it is. Even with the situation I hopped in, I didn't know what was going on with you know, what was going on uh with them prior to that actual situation. So You feel me? I was minding my own business until I heard, oh, he got a gun. When I heard that he got a gun, that kind of changed the dynamic. And that was just all me right there. That was, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the fact that normally I would mind my own business or this and that. No, whenever there's a gun involved, I do pay attention. You feel me? And so, yeah, I got a lot of folks who died from, Guns, guns, and gun violence, and I understand how that affect the family. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to let that happen to anybody else's family, or see anybody' kids go without their father, mother, or whatever the case may be. And um, to you, you feel me? You, you could have you could you could you could have memories of people, and you know, sit down one day and think about you know, the memories with this person and that person and the ones you had together and sit there and laugh and crack up, right? Mm-hmm. But then it dawns on you that these people are they're dead, they gone. I don't want that for nobody at all.
0: You know? Absolutely, especially in a pandemic field year that we've been in for now over a year. And there's so many people we've lost, you know, recently, um, locally, you know, we lost John Lewis, we've lost Hank Aaron. There's so many people that, you know, have carried a torch, you know, especially in regards to just moving people in the right direction. Didn't matter what color they were, but it's just like, you got to speak pirates to those names and Definitely. you just, you know, you know Reverend C.T. Vivian, there's just so many people that like really lay the groundwork of what we should be doing that, you know, our ancestors are currently, you know, tra- tra- uh, transitioning and we have to find people that are willing to lay the groundwork for that next generation. in what you did and what you're doing is going to resonate. And I'm glad that we crossed paths. I'm glad we've been able to have this open dialogue because not a lot of people are having it. And I think it's what has to happen in order to bridge the gap between what was and what will be. Definitely. I, um,
1: I actually have spoke to a few youngers um, out here in the urban areas. And, um, you know, a lot of them gave me some good feedback. I um, I don't know. I, I had some some talks where it was actually talking about the guns and the weapons and this and that. And they was like, damn, you made me put that down. And you know, you, you showed me that you ain't always got to pull it. And this and now I'm like, bro, I appreciate hearing that because honestly, I, I felt like as though it was all a big publicity stunt, man. At one point in time, I was just like, these folks coming in and you know, they they liking this, but are they really down with the message? Are they really down to change something? And if I could help change the life of one person, then, shoot, that's that's good enough for me. Um, you know, those folks that was offering me money or cash ups or sales or this and that, and I, I rather not, I rather not accept any of that because honestly, I did all of that just off of being me. I didn't do it for you know, any reward or any gift. I, I believe my gifts and my rewards will be through the blessings of the Mosiah. You feel me? I, I, I still feel as though, you know, even if I do get a big pedestal to speak, some of the topics that I might speak on might not be very safe for me to speak on. You feel me? So I, I don't know, I just hope that, you know, I'm gonna I'm a stay and stand on what I believe. So. Whatever path I walk, I just hope that those blessings is with me. You know what I mean? I hope that the Most High is uh, right there next to me, around me, everywhere. You know what I mean? To uh, help guide me and, you know, help protect me. Because there's it's, it's certain ways that I feel about certain things and the masses or certain, certain people, certain radio, certain, you know, people that's coming out uh, trying to get my, you know, get me to cooperate with them. They you know, they might want me to speak on, you know, this or that, but have their outlook on it. But no, that you know, I I stand firmly in what I believe. You feel me? So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm a I'm a Democrat. I'm not gonna tell you I'm a Republican. I'm not gonna tell you any of that because, you know, I just I I stand firm in what I believe. I I can't really speak on too much of that, but
0: man it's crazy no i mean it's it's about being yourself and staying true to who you are and for you to know like and we had talked about this like there's gonna be a lot of angles of people trying to come at you a certain type of way whenever you felt like there was any issue in any conversation like hey if you can politely end conversations you ain't gotta give or feed into any energy that ain't that line with you and what i'm what i'm really glad to hear now because we had we were talking back and forth like maybe four or five days straight just because like and he doing this, Eddie, I'm like, hey, right, let it ride the wave, because that's going to subside, and what you're doing and what you have done is going to last out longer than whatever anyone can throw at you. And truth be told, no weapon that's informed against you has prospered, and it won't. Um, so like, that's just that's just what it is, and I really, really want you to resonate and continue to resonate with that, because what mean, you're doing is so essential.
1: You and did.
0: Yeah. I, I, it's it's because I knew like off of our first conversation and the conversations following that you were about this. You like, I wish I'd known you before. And it's, that's the one thing I'm like, man, I wish I'd have, like met buddy before this happened, but I genuinely believe you were the same guy that happened before during and after January 3rd, you've been so solid in who you are and haven't changed for anything. Like there's people that would absolutely have tried to ride on, any oh, yeah. type like yeah there's people that literally clout chase off these situations and try to turn into something like oh I'm hosting this like you still the same guy the whole nine like and that's all you can really ask for is someone to be themselves Right. and right. Au- authentically and unapologetically so black man I commend you on that because it's, it's really rare to come across these days man appreciate that you know I've I, you said something about
1: a weapon formed against me I say this you know, I'm not blind to what's going on in America and what's going on towards minorities. You feel me? And Mm -hmm. I'd say the biggest weapon formed against me was the system. You know, um, I don't even want to speak on my legal situations because you and I both know I'm not a criminal. Right. Have been treated like a criminal in this country. You feel me? I'm not going to say all police officers bad because it's not real. You feel me? When I was in middle school, it was officer Officer Gardner. I remember his his name, you feel me? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: made an impact on my life. You feel me? It was a few officers here and there that you you feel me gave me warnings or let me let me slide or you know, would rather try and do something positive than something negative. However, the system man it wasn't it wasn't made for uh certain people to prosper. You feel me? So yeah. With that being said, I I want to move forward to the people that I did reach out to. You feel me? I, I reached out to Martin Luther King Jr. the third. I reached out to the Malcolm Mitch page. I reached out to uh, Ricky Smalley. He's a Tuskegee um, alumna. I reached out to. Hey, um, it was a few folks. Uh, a few folks I reached out to, and you know, I understand it's a lot of mail and a lot of different, you know, noise going on with the communication in between me and them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they seen anything or not, but what I do want is change in our neighborhoods, our communities, and our country. You feel me? I want, for I want to attack the hatred in a different way. And I would like to change the mindsets of individuals. You feel me? Because everything that you see right now has been taught it's a taught behavior you mm-hmm. know and ever you study a uh, psychology or sociology you understand that the way that people act is not something that just was naturally you know people are products of their environment people are products of their parents people are products of what they've been around what they've experienced what they've endured and also the entitlements that they've had so you feel me? I would like to shed light on what's going on and I would like to touch people's hearts and minds, you feel me? But in order for that to happen, people have to have an open ear and they have to fuck. my bad. Man. They gotta look they gotta look and they gotta pay attention. You feel me? Yeah. They can't be doing this. They can't be, you know what I'm saying, blocking off the messes. They gotta reach the mind. You feel me? They they have to be on the same frequency as you know, the speaker and they have to be on the same frequency as a unit, as a collective. So I'm just hoping and praying, you know, we we eventually get back to that point of, you know, moving as one unit. When you looked at MLK's movement, you've seen a bunch of people through similar struggle. You feel me? They they all bonded together. They all they all was on one accord. It it wasn't just one type of person. It was white people out there. It was Mexican. Mm-hmm black people. It was, you know, people of all different trades, you feel me, all different types of jobs. So if if that's if that was very possible to do back then, I know it's even more possible now. Very much so. Same thing with uh Malcolm X, you feel me, but I don't want to speak too much on Malcolm X, but I, I really commend Malcolm X because real recognize real. I could I, I could watch Malcolm X the movie and cry. I, every time i watch it i always tear i always tear, up. every time because i realize the sacrifice i understand what he's done and you know i
0: understand the results of it i get it definitely i think that's where i think when we first met via you know the podcast for hero from being a difference maker to making a difference i really believe you've crossed over into a new threshold into really making a difference and we just need more people like that and I think once they get on the same accord like we can all hope to be different and things like that but when we start making a difference and trying to take it to the next level and not just you know sit on the sidelines collectively we can do anything and what you have been able to do in less than a month is remarkable and I know that no one saw no one saw a pandemic coming but i don't think anyone saw as much positivity was going to come from one single person's act the way it has but i'm glad people are realizing it and they're able to tell you you know thank you and you're able to change young kids life and the next generation like hey, i ain't even got a bang if that's not what it is if it's called for so my well, brother again thank you first and foremost
1: with, with banging that type of situation it became something that originally it was not created to be you know the Black Panther Party, like that, was not supposed to be looked at in a negative light, mm-hmm. as the the media or the masses or whoever controls, you know, what the normalities of society is. They made people look at it as though it was a militant and just horrible. But truth be told, they created wit. You know what I'm saying? Truth be told, they was a political party, just like a Republican or a Democrat. It was right. no different. And uh another thing with the Bloods, cribs GDs, what whatever game you know you claim or this and that. Originally those were segments for protection. They was they was sections or or different branches of protection. You feel me? Like so it it evolved into something that was put into play by the system. When get mm-hmm. the the dope or the drugs or whatever, that was flooded throughout the US to give you the result of what you see today. You know what I mean? and people uh if you ever go to Tuskegee university it's a statue there a famous statue it's a slave and uh booker t washington is lifting the veil up off the slave that's called the veil of ignorance right now america got a big old veil over it and we need a, a collective of people to help lift that veil up off of us for real because it, it's, it's a lot of ventriloquist out here who is you making us out to be puppets you feel me making us out to be crab dummies and i i don't i just want everybody to think for themselves and i would like for people to do what they feel is right eternally because everybody yeah. got this on the inside everybody got that that compass of what's good and what's bad you feel me so when, when you see what i did on that video that's something i would do you don't even you y'all People don't even know how much I really sacrificed throughout my life. That that was, I went into Dugans and lived my life like that didn't even happen because it was, you know, that was just a regular thing for me. Yeah, I told my, my partners what, what happened and this and that, but after that, we, we kept it pushing. We watched the game, our teams lost, and you know, it is what it is, <laughs> a regular day. But, you know, it just so happened that was caught on camera, you know? And I wish more positive things was caught on camera because that does affect the mental, it affect the spirit, it affect the inside than the negative because both of those energies are contagious. They spread.
0: I agree. Before yeah. I wrap this up, I wanna uh give you the platform, share what you got going on, let them know how they can follow you the whole nine man.
1: Oh well. I mean, I, I really don't do too much social media like that. I I have Facebook. Twitter, and of course, Instagram. So on my Facebook, that's my first and last name, simple, Shaheed Dent. And on Twitter, that's my first and last name, Shaheed Dent, that's S-H-A-H-E-E-D, and Dent, like a dent in the car, D-E-N-T. Um, you know, I, I try and put out as much positive things as I can, or, you know, sometimes I just put random thoughts out there that make sense, you know? um just a regular person like any of the viewers watching and i just want you know for this world to turn into something that's worth living in you feel me i want this world to i want you to be happy once you have a child and know that this world is going to be okay for them you know like a lot of folks have children and they're fearful because look the corona is out here the, the world is crazy right now and you know, it's really not a its not a place for kids right now, but you know, I feel like us, it started with us. We can be the generation that makes it better for the next, you know me? I mean? And so on and so forth. That's how it always been. It's been a cycle, a cycle of life. So we just picking up the pieces from where they left off. But yeah, hopefully we, we give them some good pieces to pick up. <laughs>
0: For real. I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been a great conversation. Always great to catch up with you. Um, you look blessed. Um, <laughs> shout out to your barber uh, over there at Diamond Cuts. I used to go there when I when I first was in Atlanta, so I, I know where you go the whole nine. So shout out to the whole Riverdale, uh South Side uh, of Atlanta crew out there. Uh, we'll catch up soon and it's been another episode of the follow-up on the what do I do now podcast. Definitely check it out. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Everywhere you can check it.